Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget, hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. Day two, Bo Brock hasn't left us yet. In fact, he's back and hungry for more here on a football Tuesday with some good stuff to talk about. Mr. Brock, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm glad you guys welcomed me back. I put up the number one finger, even though it was day two. And I think that was more of us saying we're number one. I, I hope you guys took that as, as that. Yes, we, we are number one. We're here to win. We are winners. Uh, Cardinals, you know, TBD remains to be seen. Uh, right. But we do feel good about our position as number one. We feel good about K1, maybe. Absolutely. And K2 speaking today in Palm Springs at the annual NFL meeting, which is a big to do the head coaches all kind of uh they, they they go to california they hang out and they discuss things like uh, rule changes and they sit down with the media and they talk about you know what's been going on in the offseason and what what can cliff kingsbury do we can't avoid questions about his quarterback and kyler murray and just like kyler murray last week johnny cliff was saying all the right things and uh you know today he said that as far as Kyler Murray goes, the team is in a good place with him. I think that, uh, and that's, you're going to get that from both sides until there's pen to paper though. I don't know if the mudsling is going to stop, but as far as actually the two sides, they're going to come out and say all the right things. Also the good thing is we saw, you know, Kyler Murray on JJ Watts social media. He was at the facility in Tempe working out. So, you know, that might allude to some things that was some speculation that we had earlier this off season that he might hold out. We'll get into that conversation, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury saying, you know, Kyler Murray, they're in a good place with him. And there's really, uh, as far as his future, they feel confident that it's going to be with, an, with the Arizona Cardinals. Our guy Jacob back there, you know, we have, you know, this, this big, beautiful graphic. We, we got this quote from Cliff Kingsbury. We got a little audio bite. Jacob, you want to pull that up for us here on PHNX Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, we are in a great spot with him. You know, I know that was what it was, but uh, nothing has changed for him. Since we got him, he's done nothing but do this and will continue to. And so we're excited about his future. Um, we want to make him Arizona Cardinal for as long as we can. I think he misspoke there as long as we can. I, you know, you can kind of nitpick that one. I think they want to make him an Arizona Cardinal for, for his entire career. Uh, they just want to lock him into that mega extension at some point. It's interesting. Johnny, I mean, what do you take away from Cliff's comments today? 
what do you, what do you make of it? I, well, I feel like Cliff Kingsbury knows any success he's going to have in the NFL, at least in the short term, is going to come with Kyler Murray. And, you know, he's face to face with the Matt rules of the world in the NFC landscape who have no shot. Dennis Allen, who's who's begging Jameis Winston to come back to New Orleans. It's a cruel and ugly world out there when you don't have a franchise quarterback. And is Kyler a flawed player at times? Sure. But is he ascending? I believe so. And he's somebody that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury outside of the three games with Colt McCoy, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't know life in the NFL without Kyler Murray. We've seen Cliff Kingsbury without Kyler Murray at the collegiate level, even with a Patrick Mahomes or a Baker Mayfield. It's not a great thing, right? And so he, I'm sure, feels like we had an opportunity to connect with him briefly at the NFL Combine. It's just he's all in on K-1. And so I, I, this is less about Cliff. I think Cliff is the least probably vital piece of this puzzle. It is Kyler Murray, Michael Bidwell, and Steve Kime. Like, Cliff is secure in his position now. And I'm sure when he signed that contract extension, big sigh of relief, right? Big breath. Yeah, I've earned this. I'm an ascending coach, according to my co-host here. He's, he's improved his win total each of the first three seasons. But Kyler Murray, I mean, the landscape has changed even since Kyler Murray has posted his series of statements through his agent, Eric Burkhart. You know, Deshaun Watson's $230 million fully guaranteed has changed the landscape of the quarterback market. Um, and that is one of the biggest takeaways that's going around right now at the NFL annual meetings is, number one, the Jaguars are screwing up the, the receiver market with Christian Kirk. That's on the record, right? That's why we haven't seen Julio Jones or A.J. Green or Jarvis Landry sign yet. And then also Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and these guys that are due big extensions. Like, what does it even look like now? I think we had a little bit of a barometer after Dak got signed and Josh Allen, you know, he's probably somewhere in the the, the Dak Prescott range, at least for me, Kyler Murray is, right? Between like 38 to $42 million a year, what the guarantees look like, I don't know. And then the Browns, because they're the Cleveland Browns, go AWOL and say, well, no, 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 we have no options. We're desperate. He doesn't want to come here, that being Deshaun Watson, unless we give him a fully guaranteed contract. I, I do believe that Kyler Murray is going to get paid. I think he knows it's in his best interest now to show up at the facility and put on a good face, as he did with J.J. Watt today, which is a hilarious video, by the way. <laughs> but I also believe that when we see that deal get done, I could see at least three-fourths of that contract being fully guaranteed. Yeah, you know, and we, we were, yeah, like you said, we're going to play that video. And for the YouTube subscribers out there, you'll see that. For those listening on the podcast, I highly recommend you check out our YouTube page and, uh, and hang out with us on a daily basis at 4 o'clock. We're talking Cardinals each and every day. Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable. Uh, I, I Do you think the Arizona Cardinals would be best served to maybe get ahead of the Baltimore Ravens in Lamar Jackson in that contract? Or do you think that that could maybe reset the blueprint when things got a little too crazy with the Cleveland Browns buying and trying to get back into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? I think they have to, the, the sooner the better. And I, I think they've already hurt themselves, frankly. Uh, I think Michael Bidwell and Steve Kine probably didn't want to look weak after Kyler made his, you know, not so subtle demands in February. And so they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to extend our GM and our coach who are here every day. And Kyler, you can, you can wait your turn. And I think it's bit him in the ass. I think it's going to cost them more money. Here's, here's how I feel about the guarantees. Like if Kyler Murray isn't playing football for this organization, let's say they sign him to a five-year extension, right? If, if Kyler Murray is not their quarterback for the next couple of years, everyone's getting fired anyway. I don't really care about the money being guaranteed or not when it comes to that position. Sure, like if Kyler Murray had a had a, an injury, right, and and things imploded, maybe you don't want to guarantee him some money. But at the same time, like they're living or dying with this player, so it, it's different than a defensive tackle or a receiver, right? Somebody that could look 
in terms of value, not great. I mean, ask goodness, the, the Dallas Cowboys with Amari Cooper or Demarcus Lawrence or some of these guys restructuring, cutting outright players. They probably like to have, but not at that number. Like Kyler Murray, no other position you talk about other than quarterback of, we want this player here for the next 10 to 15 years. So if I'm guaranteeing money for the next five years, I don't I don't understand why that's a breaking point. And I think that's what we're going to get to with quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks amongst this, this NFL landscape. Well, I, I thought, you know, the Kirk Cousins deal a couple of years ago is like three years, $87 million each and every single dollar that's every cent was guaranteed. And we're like, OK, there it is. That's the game changer. That's going to be it's going to be guaranteed contracts for these quarterbacks going forward. And then we saw a couple of deals done between now and then the most recent one with with Deshaun Watson. I think that, you know, NFL agents and of course the decision makers across, you know, all 32 NFL front offices understand that the Browns had only one way to get back into that. And that was guaranteeing dollars. Yeah. So they can kind of read through that. I mean, this is nuanced takes here. This isn't just hot and cold takes here. We we've, we're going to add a little uh, of the gray area here. So I think that NFL front offices and, and agents are wise to that. So I don't think that every single dollar with, with Kyler Murray becomes guaranteed on this deal, but you know, realistically, as you said, the Dak Prescott, you know what he's making per season is going to be, you know, most likely what Kyler Murray is going to take home each yeah. and every year is an NFL quarterback. And and with that, you know, anybody who tries to tell me he's going to go ride a bus in the minor leagues somewhere and make a couple thousand dollars playing for the Oakland A's organization is nuts. For the for the poverty A's, we should emphasize that for one of the poorest, if not the poorest organization in professional baseball, uh, which is which is hilarious. If he was. Right. Uh, a New York Yankee, a Boston Red Sox, a Chicago Cub. Maybe maybe he has a little bit more leverage. I want to get to some of these comments. Jalen says, because when you guarantee a big contract, the owner has to put that check in escrow, like with Watkins and Haslam's have to put $184 million in escrow by the end of the year in March. It's a great point. I, I think uh, there a lot of owners are, are going to are gonna have to double down. Now, what, what I don't think is a problem is, even if you're a middling NFL franchise, even if you're a bottom feeder, if you're a you know, the Jaguars or somebody like that, you're making money hand over fist every year. It's like with the Las Vegas Raiders, they were the poorest NFL market and they have the poorest owner in uh, Mr. Davis. But at the end of the day, they just get a check for being in the NFC West. They can get a check for finishing last place. That's why a lot of these owners, you, you want to see them replaced. If you're a fan, if you're the Detroit Lion fan base, right? They don't have to win to make money. So I'm not going to cry for Michael Bidwell because I think, number one, Kyler Murray makes him more wealthy and relevant and getting him on nationally televised games. I think the biggest takeaway from today is not Cliff's comments. It's not his contract status. I think it's Kyler Murray was at the team facility today. And, you know, he gave J.J. Watt presumably permission to post this video. But <laughs> I thought that Kyler Murray, and I've talked about this with Saul at great lengths, Paul, so I'm interested to hear your opinion on it no chance in hell after February and the statements put out, he would show up to anything, workouts, whatever. I mean, this is non-mandatory time in late March. We've got OTAs in a couple of weeks. No chance he'd show up to anything without a contract. And clearly I was wrong. Yeah, I, I was feeling the same way as you did before today, before J.J. Watt, the the incredible like elite status internet troll uh, yes. comes out with the video that we'll share with you in a bit. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, he was, he was headed towards holding out until he got ink on a, on a new deal, but that certainly seems, uh, not the case. And it also gets you back to what my original thoughts are in Kyler Murray is he's just a gamer. He just, mm -hmm. I mean, he's most comfortable either, you know, on the sticks, on the joystick, you know, playing games, 
and or he's you know between the lines and he's and he's just throwing the ball around. And uh, I, I think that Kyler Murray he would not he would feel the most uncomfortable if he was kind of holding this organization hostage and just sitting at his you know Dallas residence home while the rest of his teammates go out there and put in the work. I don't think that's who Kyler Murray is. A lot of people want to call him selfish because of the reports that came out at the end of the season. And in, like if you followed this guy for the over you know now going into our fourth season. Yeah, uh, I, I think that that'd be incorrect. The only thing that would make him do that is, you know, f- coming from his agent, from Eric Burkhart, his agent, Cliff Kingsbury's agent, former agent to Johnny Manziel, who I don't think needs an agent any longer because he's done playing yeah. football. Uh, he likes to play in this public forum and Kyler Murray doesn't. And I'm sure it makes him feel very uncomfortable. So yeah. he's going to get back to his base and his base is just, you know, getting in the gym, getting on the playing field and, uh, it, yeah, unless things get unless this thing carries out into next offseason, I don't think we'll see Kyler Murray really kind of turning the screws in the Cardinals organization and, and sitting out of anything. Do you think a deal gets done before the season starts? Yeah, but I think it, it falls along with the other deals that have been done. I mean, w- w- what would it serve the Arizona Cardinals to get a deal done before June? I mean, I mean, no, it, I, yeah, absolutely. No. I don't think we can go into August and September though, with him playing without a new contract. I think I don't, I, I, this, I, I could be completely off base. I don't know if we would get the kind of style of play that we're used to from Kyler Murray, because you know, it was going to be in his head. He wants that security, right? Um, Jalen says, maybe this is a sign of good faith by K one. He's going to do his part, trust and believe that they're going to get a new contract done in the summer. If it's not done by training camp, though, I think he sits. I think this is what a lot of people, a lot of Kyler critics have been saying since the start is like, Kyler, just come in and work hard and it'll get, it'll take care of itself. Let's not put this out in the public. And I think and we've got some comments in the chat specifically from Rafa that Baltimore would have paid Lamar if he had an agent. I don't know how what's going on with Lamar. I, a lot of people, you know, everybody's different, right? And Bo just broke down some of the characteristics with Kyler that make him different, like the Mars relaxed approach, I'm sure, is welcomed by Baltimore, the ownership, the fan base. That's not how Kyler's choosing to do this, right? Dak Prescott didn't hold out. He showed up and eventually got his contract, played on a, a series of, I think, franchise tag, one-year deals. So I I feel like maybe Kyler Murray's taking a, a deep breath, looking at around the landscape of the NFL and knowing that, like, if the Cardinals don't pay me, like, somebody is going to pay me. And the Cardinals it would be foolish and completely off the rocker not to. Completely agree. Yeah, I, I don't. A lot of people are losing really, actually, who Kyler Murray is and who he's shown yeah. us he is. I mean, they're they're remembering the bad stuff, the pouting on the sidelines, the uh, you know the reports from him wanting to pull himself out of the playoff game. But for the most part, he has been uh, you know a model employee for this organization since they drafted him number one overall in the 2019 draft. I, I mean, and this organization has given him everything. Outside of him saying, hey, I want CeeDee Lamb. Hey, I want you to draft me an offensive line me, lineman uh, and then go an inside linebacker and back-to-back drafts. For the most part, they've done everything they can to surround him with talent. And, you know, he's rewarded them with solid play on the field. Ertz, Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins. I, I mean, yeah, I don't think Kyler's going to publicly have an outrage about some of his skilled players, even though the fan base does. We we have a certain way we feel about the receiving core at the moment. But, Jacob, if we could, can we see the video of reference here with J.J. Watt having some fun with Kyler Murray? But, 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 but. I love that so much. If you, if you, we'll watch it one more time. But, 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 but. 
you know, broadcasting, you know, social media, whatever. I mean, the guy, the leadership stuff with JJ Watt, not to take this on a completely different turn, Bo, I think is so underrated because the, the play itself is great when he's healthy. But I mean, he's such a glue guy. And you, you see that with this video. He's there working out with Kyler on late in March. It's awesome. He's added all sorts of levity to this entire situation from day one. You know, yeah. when he's sitting there and, and uh, we're amping up for the Super Bowl and there's so many unknowns about this relationship, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. There's J.J. Watt picking up his phone and, and talking about what does it all mean, all mean as he's watching some sunset. I'm sure from a from a hotel room that you and I could never even dream of affording. But also, Maybe you know, we pull our 401ks together. Right. But also, that that comes from a guy who's already made his hundred million dollars in the league. Yeah. You know, there is there is some sort of uh, some confidence and, and comfort there from from JJ Watt. But also, I mean, you can't you can't deny the leadership. It transcends what side of the ball he plays on, and it uh, it transcended him even beyond the field last year uh, when he was injured when his arm exploded against yeah. this former team, uh, you know, J.J. Watt. Yeah, I'm excited he's coming back for his second season with the Cardinals. I just love the two of them together. Like, I I will overblow this tandem, spending time together as much as I can. Like, it's I will a, literally eat it up, This the, these two couple. together. It really is. It's a great odd couple. It's a buddy cop movie that we all, we haven't seen. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Tyler and J.J. <laughs> we got to get that. Can we get, like, a movie poster for those guys? Yeah. Absolutely. You what says Kyler deserves a big contract, probably the most exciting player AZ has ever had. I think he's in the discussion. If you're willing to give Hopkins at the time, the highest paid non quarterback ever give Kyler a blank check. My only pushback and I I'm with you make Kyler top five paid quarterback is Hopkins had proven he was the best receiver in football and deserved it um, and negotiated it himself. I, I mean, depending on who you ask, probably outside of Arizona and you have to be objective especially with everything he does off the field for, for this organization that can't be uh, devalued. Kyler Murray is probably between five to 10, not one to five in terms of the quarterback hierarchy. Now, can he get there? Absolutely. But that's a conversation both for another day in terms of, is he a top five quarterback compared to should you pay him top five money? But at the same time, this organization has is paid up. Anytime yeah. they've had a player that's been in the in the conversation is is a top five caliber player at their position. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, Patrick Peterson was one at one point. I think uh, during one off season, he was the top. Chandler player. Jones, Chandler Jones, absolutely. The one that I think you can use as an example for Kyler Murray is, is Buda Baker. Buda yeah. Baker hadn't hit the scene yet, really. I mean, he he played well on teams as a rookie, made a Pro Bowl, and then he also emerged as a, as a top safety. But he was still a, a relatively uh, unknown commodity as far as the NFL world, and he was the top pay, high, highest paid safety in the league, mm-hmm. and the Arizona Cardinals were betting on Buda Baker, and you know it, it's a little bit tougher with the quarterback position because it, it's the most important position in sports, and he's pro- you're probably going to have to pay top go- dollar regardless. I mean, Joe Flacco is one of the top paid quarterbacks at one time. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, he's going to command the deal. Cardinals haven't flinched as far as paying their guys what their value is, and I don't think they will in this situation. A fun game would be to go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which, by the way, right now the Arizona Cardinals are sixth in the NFC uh, to make the playoffs. So they're a playoff team with Kyler Murray. That's what DraftKings is telling us. If you took Kyler Murray off of this team and you replaced him with, I don't know, uh, a Jameis or a uh, Drew Locke or somebody like that, probably wouldn't be a playoff team. Would probably be uh, having strong odds to have the first overall pick. But speaking of DraftKings, College basketball fans join the action during uh, on the court during the biggest tournament of the year 
with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Turn your team's biggest victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It is that simple. Got the Final Four this weekend. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can utilize the Final Four in betting on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they you if they do. Remember, use that promo code PHNX. DraftKings Sportsbook 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. More comments in the chat. Mr. Bo Brock. Sean Ham saying Kyler is worth every penny. Pay that man. And I, I would you say it's the general consensus of the fan base, uh, at least on Twitter? And I know Twitter's not real life, but Twitter here in our, our virtual space, like 80-20, pay Kyler and, and let's move on. Yeah, I think that's the that's the consensus, no doubt about it. I mean, people uh, like one of our earlier viewers and commenters was saying, and forgive me for getting who said it, but you know, he's the most electric and exciting players that we've ever seen in just Arizona sports altogether. Phoenix sports, PHNX sports. It's uh, it's Kyler Murray. You don't let those guys go because when you look across the rest of the league, as you mentioned, guys like Jamison. Uh, Jamison Winston, and I don't know why I would call him Jamison, but Jamis Winston. We want Jamison Williams. So right. if de facto, we're going to call Jamis Winston Jamison. That's right. Uh, you know, you just uh, you got you got to pay for that. You got to pay for that uh, the price for that. And I think the Arizona Cardinals are absolutely willing to. And my guess is they've got a, a timeline in place, and they've had that timeline in place. Um, it, it doesn't matter what Eric Burthart said in his statement saying that they came to him with a contract proposal and you know, would open up all this cap space. You may want to take that contract proposal right now after what Watson got. Maybe there's been some revisions. The highlighter's gone over that. Maybe some permanent marker. Um, right. Go get that from contract proposal from early February, Steve. You may you may have some leverage there. But speaking of electrifying, Mr. Bobrock, like yeah. Kyler Murray, you know what else is electrifying? This photo right here. God. Look at this. Uh, so this is at the NFL owner meetings. Every head coach is here minus, I think, Belichick and maybe two others. But looking at this okay. photo, surface level, what what stands out to you right away? Oh, man. I, I, Matt Rule, I'm trying to figure out what used car lot he works at. <laughs> that outfit, he's on the far left, uh, right next yeah. to John Marball. And then right next to Rule, you've got like the holy bald trinity. With yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, he's in the front row, and then Robert uh, Sala behind him, looking like Vin Diesel, and then uh, <laughs> Ryan Sable behind him. There's like three bald-headed heads. Uh, Sean McVay, S. Eaton grin there. He's it got makes me. Up. It makes me want to throw up. Like how how cool and good Sean McVay is. Like his life. It just right. it's awful. That's like the old town Scottsdale uniform from the early 2000s. I think you had the, the button down <laughs> and then the pop collar like that with the white Nikes. Yep. And the one faded of, jeans. One of my favorite Twitter replies, somebody said, uh, Kyle Shanahan's edible just kicked in because he's kind of got this lost stare behind just kind of over Sean McVay's shoulder. And then one of the biggest disappointments I can see in this photo is the fact that Shanahan, I thought that was like a barbed wire tattoo under his left bicep. It's an undershirt. It makes me so sad that that's not true because I would have ran with it and the internet would have, but continue. 
I, I think that the the golf shirt with an undershirt popping out on the sleeve that's just sloppy. It's it's as sloppy as his his former OC on the far right <laughs> sport t shirt just uh, just gleaming through his his button down. But then there's our guy. There's Cliff Kingsbury. I'm curious to to know if uh, Palm Springs put the women on alert in that city that he was showing up, and here he is uh, with Jesus those legs. With is, his, is there oh. is there a better looking? I, I, true, full transparency. Like, is there a better looking head coach in all of professional sports? Like, look what he's got on. It like doesn't even look like he belongs there. He doesn't. He's he just walked into the picture. You say, hey, what are you guys doing here? And he just uh, you know flashed that Hollywood smile. And there he is. And he's like, oh, you guys are wearing pants. Well, that's not in style this year, according to uh, all the fashionistas. I'm going to go. I'm going to go shorts. And he was getting crushed on on Twitter for it. Uh, The only issue I have with the shorts, Johnny, is the is the length of them. I think it's like a four inch uh, inseam. I'm into that. I actually I told my wife she was buying targets, having like 20 percent off um, (laughs) menswear. And I said, give me everything high seam, because what it does for me is a full blooded Italian five, six male is it makes me look taller. So okay. I try to go as high on my thighs I can, and right. I can appreciate Cliff's Cliff's um, appetite for sure. the same thing. He and I are very similar in that regard. I want to pull the photo up one more time because yeah, I want to I want to I want to dissect something here. So with <laughs> with Matt Rule specifically, number one, that's every freshman football coach that anybody has ever had in the history of of football at any high, high school level, right? So that's number one. He just the, the sloppiest dude that knows he's he's one year away from rejoining the Big Twelve. In some capacity, right? Cliff Kingsbury is probably like, how did I lose to this this dude twice, and could potentially lose to him again this year? That if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, he's like, I gotta get, I gotta get that fixed because I can't be losing to this sloppy sob. They're putting all the all the pale white guys in the background too. You look at like Frank Wright and Doug Peterson in the top right hand corner are literally have white shirts on with white hair, white beards, and this and the palest skin imaginable. You can tell the photographer was like, I don't care. You guys are on a Super Bowl staff. Move to the back of the line. Let's get, you know, you're knocking my guy, Mike McDaniel. I met Mike McDaniel at the Combine. Coolest dude ever. And now that he's out of San Francisco, I want him to succeed. I also had beers. Saul and I did with Nathaniel Hackett. He's super cool. He looks like he might be a little toasted right now in that photo. So <laughs> those are just my high-level takeaways. I don't like Ron Rivera taking the Hawaiian shirt away from Andy Reid. I also don't like the fact that Andy Reid's not in the front. Right. And I feel like Belichick was probably supposed to stand next to McVay and was probably like, F that. I'm not standing next to whatever he's got going on. I beat him in the Super Bowl. So they just probably left that spot empty. So those are my high-level takeaways. From those are, yeah, those are some great takeaways. Mike McDaniel, does anybody remember that Mike McDaniel actually interviewed, denied the request that Niners did, the Arizona Cardinals, to interview him for their OC spot? I have no memory of that. When did that take place? 2019. So that would have been Cliff Kingsbury's first year. Could you imagine if we would have been gifted Mike McDaniel with with Cliff? Like he he literally I I I think I look like like typical like hipster walking around with a hoodie and a backpack on. And when I put on my glasses, yeah, I, I'll I'll cosplay as Mike McDaniel <laughs> this year for for Halloween. He and I literally look. I was just like, hey buddy, what's going on? I shook his hand, and said, hey, congratulations, good luck. He's probably get this guy away from me. Right. That clip where he's talking to John Lynch. At the combine from the from the audience, he's like, "F yeah, John, yeah, yeah, John." That's like when Saul talks about me to other people. I'm like, "Yeah, Saul <laughs> Bookman, yeah." The ultimate hype guy, Mike McDaniel. I mean, it, when he's pumping up and he's selling people on Tua as a franchise caliber quarterback, and he's going to be the one to fix that. You know, if you have people believe in that, you can. Uh, you're you're very 
You're very persuasive, and, and I'm down with that. I'm down with. I've never that. wanted a non-cardinal head coach to succeed more than I. I've oh, yeah. he's, he's harmless now. He's yeah. down there in the AFC South. Go, go, McDaniel. Have a, you know, run a, a more you know successful version of the Niners. Hey, so they made a couple changes at the owners' meeting. I don't know if you've heard this or not. So they're changing the overtime rule. Uh, Shane and I talked about it on PHNX Bets Daily Podcast, which you can catch every day live at noon. So full transparency, I lost a substantial amount of money on the Buffalo-Kansas City game uh, hours before the game. I had taken some of my winnings. I had bet on the Rams to beat Tampa. And Shane said, let it ride. The Buffalo Bills are going to win tonight. And I said, no, they're not. Kansas City at home, Patrick Mahomes, I'm not, I'm not betting against him. He said, it's going to happen, right? Well, it was 13 seconds away from happening, and then they didn't get a chance to touch the ball in overtime. I have my thoughts on the fact that, yes, they're extending possessions to both teams. I think it's flawed, but I want your opinion first. I, I didn't think it was broken. I, I know the record. What was it going into that game? It was, what, 10-1? and one? Over the last 11 games, the, the team that got the ball first, uh, they had that record as far as the postseason went. But then the next week, it made the case of why why it works, where the Cincinnati Bengals were able to stop Patrick Mahomes. They made the stop. And then uh, Eddie Money, or I'm sorry, uh, Eric, who's, who's the kicker that McPherson for uh, for Yeah, Cincinnati? the guy who blew a bunch of kicks against the Packers, by the way, <laughs> earlier in the year, lost me money right. on that game. But continue. You know, I, I think that uh, that proved that it wasn't as flawed as, as people were making it out to be because of the previous week. I, I, you know, I thought it was fine. If you go down there and you kick a field goal in the first possession, then, yeah, give the other team another pos- uh, possession. But if you go down there and you score, I, I think that that's fine. It, it's over. I love the walk off. The, the Cardinals benefited one of the best games I've ever seen live. And, and, you know, with the Red Sea was the 75-yard scamper from Larry Fitzgerald, from Carson Palmer, and then the, the little shovel pass to end it three plays yeah. later. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about the walk-off effect. That's probably the best point I've heard from a TV product standpoint. I just don't feel like in the landscape of the NFL, when everything is tailored to the offense anyway, and to it really is a defensive ruling because now – I feel like each each team is going to touch the ball and each offense is humming at that point. They're going to give up tutties. I think they should play the whole quarter. And if it's tied again, you play another quarter or you should be forced to go for two when you score touchdowns. Um, some, a nuance change like that, because like had that Kansas City Buffalo game been allowed to continue, they would have continued to trade touchdowns. So like if de facto it would have been Kansas City scores a touchdown, which they did and they won. Buffalo then goes and scores. If Kansas City comes back and scores another touchdown, then the game's over. I think it's the same. It's the same type of scenario. Now that's an extreme outlier. I just with mm-hmm. the NFL, we're, we are so offensive dominant right now with the receivers and the mobile QBs. It's it's never been better. I think to be an NFL fan, and I love quality defensive play, but I I do feel like to your defense, Bo, this doesn't fix anything in the grand scheme. One more possession doesn't do anything for me. No. No, it doesn't. And uh, yeah, I mean, if the Bills just do something with 13 seconds left. Uh, you, you knew know, it, though. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. They should have squibbed the kick. They should have. Yeah. But that's that's scheme, right? That's 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 making calls with your special teams coordinator and, and all that. And that, but I mean, we're going to change everything because of and that was a great game. Even yeah. even with the with how things went down, how things ended. That was an incredible game. 
Speaking of incredible, uh, have you seen these bad boys, Mr. Bill Brock? Uh, these new PHNX merchandise locker hats are available right now. They are as fresh as they come. Producer Jacob, do you mind if I put you on camera? Am I allowed to do that? He says I can. He's rocking it right now. Look at that sharp lid. It's pretty clean. It is so clean. Uh, Bo and I are, hope, are hopeful to get them at some point. Um, but, yeah, perks of being in studio. Look Beautiful. Yeah, you gotta- not living in Maricopa, Johnny. That's very true. Hey, this is not a choice. This is not a life choice. This is a housing market choice. I would love to be close to, closer to the bros, the brethren, um, but do what you can. Uh, you can get these hats right now at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You can also go to gophnx.com and subscribe. Become a member at just under <clears throat> 60 bucks for the year and get a free T-shirt from the Merchandise Locker. And my co-host here posted his debut article that you'll be able to read and have access to, Bo. What uh, can the viewers and the readers expect from you at gophnx.com? So I was, uh, we're looking into the key that the Arizona Cardinals might possess to a turnaround on the career of Will Hernandez, who they signed a one-year deal on Monday. And uh, both you and I, I think, are in agreement that Sean Kugler is the the key to success. If you can mm-hmm. kind of get him back in a position uh, to to do what he did and excelled at at UTEP for two All-American seasons and be- made him a draft darling, uh, that the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, it's not like they're sitting here and they had to just detonate the offensive line. They're returning four or five starters, guys that at the beginning of the year played very well. Uh, DJ Humphreys is going to have to have a bounce back. And Rodney Hudson, you're looking for him to take a step, step forward after joining a franchise, uh, you know, at the in last offseason. So I think that the continuity is going to play in the favor of the Arizona Cardinals. And Sean Kugler bringing Will Hernandez, a guy that's familiar with the blocking scheme, uh, it, it's only going to play into the Cardinals' cards. Uh, I was talking to my guy, Daniel McDan. He's a coach out there. I was like, hey, how can the Cardinals remedy? Because Giants fans just filled my mentions. It's not going well on Twitter. Stay yeah. away from Giants fans on Twitter. Right Giants now. fans are just crushing Will Hernandez, and they're saying that the Arizona Cardinals are, you know, they're they're grasping, basically showing workout combine videos, and it, it's just it just was an interesting video. I thought, it. but uh, they're just saying he's a turnstile and, and worse things than that. But I think that as far as him being able to be a little bit better as far as on the stunts and the twists that you get from opposing defenders, uh, a guy, Dan, said that the Arizona Cardinals, who have a good run, rushing attack, they've been a top 10 rushing team under Cliff Kingsbury every single year. That's only going to help because teams that played the Giants, there was no Sequoia Barkley last year. All they did was they had to pin their ears back and get after Daniel Jones, who you and I both know, horrible with the football and holds on to it. Turnover a- machine, sack machine. Yeah. So I think that's only going to help a guy like Will Hernandez. We're not saying he's going to be a Pro Bowl guy right out of the gates, but if he's just a notch better than he's been, if he can recapture where he was in his play at this level as a as a pro in his rookie year, Arizona Cardinals will be fine at that spot. Uh, I have a bone to pick with Giants Twitter. I had no uh, dog in this fight, no enemies, and now they, they've made an enemy out of me. Uh, they and their 272 win percentage oh my God. in the last five years. Let me repeat that. 272 the Giants have, have gone as a win percentage, uh, like something like 22 and 59 over the past five years. Yeah, that's all Will Hernandez's fault. Uh, the the Daniel Jones diehards out there, which, by the way, he hasn't gotten his fifth-year option picked up, and it doesn't look like they're going to do that. Um, so I put this out on Twitter. Anytime a player 
the caliber of Will Hernandez is drafted with t- the talent that he has, right? I don't even know somebody comparable in this draft. Zion Johnson, Tyler Lindenbaum, let's say one of those two individuals goes to a dysfunctional organization and shows some promise early and then kind of plateaus because, hey, guess what? He's had three offensive line coaches in three years. They're not a well-run franchise. And everybody in the stands sees the product on the field and they're like, that guy's a bust, right? Instead of looking up at the ownership box and saying, hey, the Maras have kind of become a laughingstock joke in the NFL landscape. So, uh, yeah, they do. They blame it all on the second round guard right. instead of looking in the mirror. And I, I do think that, the, you know, they're trying their best. They, they've they reshaped it. I like the GM that they've hired. I like Brian Dable. And even Will Hernandez during the presser yesterday both said, like, if they would have shown some interest in me, I, I would have definitely listened to it. I think everybody just needed a fresh start. And you think about, like, Will Hernandez, who's got uh, who's a, a Hispanic man, right? He's got uh, Hispanic ties to the to this community, to this culture with his time coming to Phoenix, from Las Vegas, and then you get his offensive line or his his coach from UTEP. It's like this could not – if this is going to work, this is the place it's going to work at. So a perfect opportunity. You're going to pay him probably close to nothing this year. It's a one-year contract. If he doesn't do anything, you can pivot. And, and guess what? If he's a great player, he's going to stay. He's going to want to stay and sign a contract with the Arizona Cardinals. There's literally – well, there's no downside to this move. Pat Shermer and Joe Judge, those were his head coaches. He had a position coach, a different position coach every year. Four different position coaches. So the guy he actually knows and and excelled under is going to be the guy that's going to be coaching him here in Arizona. It's it's going to be going to build welfare thing for the Cardinals. They get Max Garcia, a lot of people in the chat, younger, more promising, doesn't have the injury concerns too, which by the way, like a huge part of the Cardinals and what they want to do is continuity. Rodney Hudson missed time. Justin Pugh's missed some time, right? I think DJ Humphreys was out with COVID. Kelvin Beecham's got dinged up a little bit. And then the right guard was a turn cycle last year with Josh Jones. Justin Murray got hurt. Like, if, if, if Will Hernandez comes in and plays 17 games for the Arizona Cardinals and they make the playoffs, like, that's a good signing. That's a damn good signing. So the, the people who want to want to downgrade this move, I think people outside of New York, Bo, look at this move and, and see – that it could have some significance. Yeah, and there there are a few Giants fans that are like, look, you know, I wish him well because what we've heard is he's a great guy, yeah. uh, intense on the field. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, this guy's penalized all the time. But if you look at his career before last year, he wasn't heavily pe- penalized. He had four false starts last year. Before that, mm-hmm. he had one false start, one jump in his first 45 games. Damn. I don't know what the issue was. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> seem like you just start jumping like mm-hmm. – you just, I don't know what happened in 2021 for Will Hernandez. He puts in the work. He's got one of the most renowned offensive line coaches that he works with in the offseason. So uh, I, I just point, signs are pointing to a bounce back. We're not saying Pro Bowl, but, you know, he has to, he has to play right guard. All he has to do is play some steady right guard for the Cardinals, and I think they'll be in a good spot, and it looks like a successful low-risk, you know, medium-reward signing. I want to remind everybody, children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, highly effective, and COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Uh, Book it says, laugh out loud, Josh Jones had three false starts per game. It certainly felt like it. Uh, he had five. He led the Cardinals five last year, and the Cardinals led the league with twenty-eight false starts last year. Oh man, yeah, it was it was brutal. Um, you, and you know, Josh Jones, let's let's swing tackle, 
uh, rotational guy. Let's let's give him a year. Let's let's see what he can do on the outside. Not everybody's made made up to play inside. Um, but the Cardinals may uh, need some help up front on the defensive line because they're going to have some joint practices, Mr. Bo Brock. It sounds like with the ever-physical Tennessee Titans and their vaunted rushing attack, uh, what's the significance of that? Iron sharpening iron, iron I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vabral was very complimentary of the Arizona Cardinals when he spoke during the NFL meeting. Um, I didn't think I saw Vrabel in that picture, did we? But uh I guess when when the Cardinals go to Nash Vegas this summer, they're going to be hanging out in Nashville that they're going to get a practice in, a joint practice. Is it two of them, Johnny? With yeah, the- I think you get two. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, are they the forgotten team? Are they the most underrated AFC team? Like this offseason has been nuts with that conference. I mean, absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, you, you've got what's going on in the AFC West. But here are the Titans that won the AFC outright. They were the top team. They got the bye last week, and people forget that. Uh, with all the injuries that they had on that roster without Derrick Henry for a long time. They're a well-put-together, well-coached roster. And if you get a chance to kind of go work out with them, it's just it, it's good for the Cardinals. They do everything right. They do all the little things right because I think they have to. They're, they're margin for error. They don't have a Kyler Murray quarterback. They've got a, a default kind of game manager plus Alex Smith as quarterback and Ryan Tannehill. I just – Vrabel to me – is he's not a Belichick disciple in the sense he coached under him, but he obviously had a great playing career in New England. He he's the envy, I think, of a lot of you know coach needy teams around the NFL, where it's like this guy came and created a culture. I think they are disrespected, but I do think the year to win the AFC was probably last year when Cincinnati won it. You have the number one seed; they probably could have won that game. They went all in for the Julio Jones trade that didn't transpire. Four hundred yards, so. I, I do think they are very much forgotten, but I, it might get worse before it gets better until they're able to upgrade a quarterback. But uh, here's Mike Vrabel talking about uh, his joint practices with the Arizona Cardinals and Tampa uh, at the annual NFL meetings. I think that it, not only is it an evaluation, but it's also preparation. These are good football teams. I mean, you saw what Arizona did to us the first week of the season. It's a, a talented team. It was a fast team. We know how good Tampa Bay is. And so these are opportunities for us to prepare and, and also evaluate our team. And, you know, we have to, you know, with, with Bruce and Cliff do a great job of scheduling these practices and doing it in the safest, most competitive way possible. God, that beatdown of week one last year feel, literally feels like 10 years ago. Like that didn't – he said that just now, and I saw that clip earlier today, and it just didn't register with me. That was not – you can't convince me that took place in the same season where the Titans then went on to get the number one seed. Was it 38-13? Was that the final score? It wasn't even competitive. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Just shut them down. And Derrick Henry is healthy in that game. And the Arizona Cardinals' rush defense was, was not bad. They hold them to about 60 yards in that contest. Uh, it's That was an impressive start to the season. Did, did you see the – also from Cliff's uh, availability talking about how they want they're going to emphasize and they're they're working on finishing strong that that kind of came from his ability on tuesday and i'm just i'm i'm curious what conversations the organization is having and i and i have to imagine johnny that it's it comes with playing younger players right i mean with having a veteran lady they have early on you got to get these young players the the, whoever they're going to draft in less than a month now and then their second year guys some serious hay and, and and get them up to speed instead of slowly like just tapering off their playing time. It, it 
it, you got to keep your veterans fresh for go time at the end of the season. Uh, he can say that. I can say I'm not going to eat after eight o'clock and then I'm exhausted and I just start diving into some checks mix or, or, or this, that, and the other. But um, I, I mean, Cliff has seen that graphic, that famous graphic that's gone around Twitter that dates his, you know, December, January non-production dating back to Texas Tech. So I, I, I hope it's a priority. I would think Michael Bidwell wants it to be a priority. I think you hit the nail on the head, though. It's like probably maybe a reason that they haven't splurged in free agency with some guys over 30 is those are the guys that tend to break down as the season progresses. Like Watt had the injury, which like Watt gets hurt. Like we know that now. J.J. Watt will not play based on his resume, 17 games next season. They didn't want to give Chandler Jones a bunch of money post-30. I, I can respect that, right? Um, so, okay, let's take a couple flyers on Jeff Gladney and, and Will Hernandez, who we feel like, at the at the very least, they're going to be durable, right? But Rodney Hudson got dinged up. I, I, they are older at some, at some key spots. You just hope to God, DeAndre Hopkins, this isn't something that's going to consistently burn him now in his career. You want young thoroughbreds. Where do you get those players, Bo Brock? You get them in late April. And this is what the organization has not done well enough in time tenure. Time can go out, not this offseason, this offseason was standing, and just be a kingmaker, dealmaker in, in March and, and, and bat a thousand. He could bat a thousand last year with AJ Green and and uh, James Conner. And, you know, th- those moves were fantastic for, you know, three fourths of the season. And then those guys got hurt. In, in AJ Green's case, they plateaued. So, I mean, you would think with somebody like Zayvon Collins, like, yeah, let's let him do the Nick Bolton in Kansas City and and play through his rookie mistakes for the first four to six weeks, and then we've got an ascending player. The, the Cardinals love to do this thing, and Michael Bidwell did it last offseason, where he's like, we've got young star players in Byron Murphy and Isaiah Simmons. He put out a video right after the season was over and said that. Well, those players didn't play, Michael. How do you know they're star players? But you have to you have to tout somebody, and they're touting that again with Zayvon Collins. I believe in him, but you can't have, it, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't say, well man, we, we got to fix this at the end of the season, but we have these young players we're going to lean on. We don't know what they are yet. We have to find out. It's going to be fascinating to see what the approach is to start next season because of the collapse once again this year because there was such an emphasis at a fast start last year that you wonder if they just ran out of gas. They just ran out of gas because they were all out for the first 12 weeks of the season to make sure that they got a, head, a far enough head start to where they couldn't, you know, you know, collapse enough and not make the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. They had all the collateral needed just to get in just enough to blow the division, but still sneak in and have an embarrassing performance in the process. Jose is asking, will Hernandez being Sean Kugler's former player, how would you grade Kugler's coaching performance with rookies? It's a tough one because he hadn't had one yet. Uh, The closest thing is Josh Jones, but Josh Jones playing out of position. I had Josh Jones against Dallas at right tackle look good this year. Um, I there's if there's one I judge Sean Cooler based on 2019 when that offensive line was decimated and got Josh Rosen killed the year before and a lot of that was on the scheme and the coaches and Josh himself they came in next year and played really respectable football in 2019 they ran the ball effectively Bo like since then I feel like I can trust this guy no doubt and he got the best season out of DJ Humphreys last year I I, I think you give him a Zion Johnson or a Will Hernandez. I expect him to elevate those kind of guys. Yeah. I, the, as far as the coaching staff goes right now, who commands the most respect? Who has the most respect to the fan base, uh, of ownership, of anybody? Uh, it's Sean Kugler. He, he was uh, promoted last year. Not only was he their offensive uh, line coach, he got that kind of boost to the run game coordinator. 
he's a guy that commands a lot of respect around the league. Is, Calvin Beecham had a history with Sean Cougar, right? So, uh, yeah. him getting in the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and you know, Calvin Beecham's been, you know, surprisingly good for the Cardinals at the left tackle spot at one point and right tackle spot now. If the Cardinals can start all five offensive linemen for the majority of the season, and it got screwed up because of COVID. And they're, it sounds like they're not really going to test for that next year, right? So yeah. I would assume that you keep some guys healthy. The, the offensive line, I think, is going to be – we got question marks all over this team. I don't think the offensive line is going to be one of them. Uh, and, and they could re, even re-solidify some, some places in the draft. Don't forget, everybody, like, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. We'll just show a little bit of class for myself, Mr. Bo Brock. Day two in the books, my friend. Uh, we are so excited to bring you continued coverage here at PHNX Cardinals Live. We will be back 4 p.m. tomorrow. Help, maybe it, Bo's the lucky charm here, right? We get great stuff from Kyler and Cliff today. Yesterday, we get a Will Hernandez signing. Bo, can we get an Odell Beckham move maybe tomorrow? Let's just get somebody in the building. Let's get another warm body in the building. It doesn't have to be ODB or OBJ. ODB, got rest his soul. I mean, <laughs> if, it, if that, that's a miracle if that happens. If old dirty bastard runs. <laughs> Those doors. But yeah, let's do it. Let's get somebody up in, in Tempe. Michael Bidwell for the second straight show. Fire up the PJ. Let's go. Let's go get another player for this team. I don't think there's any money, but let's just make a deal. Let's do it. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.